Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. The scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. Some people would do anything to fit in with a group. On December 13th, 2005, a man desperate to be part of a group who wanted what they had would end up taking his frustration out on four innocent people. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Jason Bockler, Edwin Duncan, and Chris Fiera were a trio of buddies from high school who started a fledgling rap group called Graveside in the early 2000s. They, along with a friend, Jihad Shanklar, spent hours in the basement of Edwin's Bourneside Street home in Boston, Massachusetts, making and recording music, killing time, listening to music, and enjoying the company of their friends. Despite what people thought when they heard they were in a rap group, the men didn't really live the life that those have stereotyped for rappers. They just liked their music and liked making it with their friends. But according to friends, because they didn't live the life, they had to carry around some props to get some street cred. Props like a 12-gauge shotgun and an AK-47 rifle, which, unknown to his mother, were stored in Edwin Duncan's basement. They made it a habit to pass around and show off the weapons when friends and groupies came over to hang out but they never intended on actually using the weapons. It was at one of these gatherings on December 13, 2005, that Chris Vieira started passing around his brand new 9mm semi-automatic Glock. Amongst the group was 19-year-old Calvin Carnes. Now, Calvin wasn't really a friend of the group. He was more of a friend of a friend of a friend that the men were familiar with, though the degree of their friendship varies depending on the source. And as the gun made its way around the room, it was Calvin who decided that he wanted what Chris had. He wanted those guns. When given the chance, Calvin grabbed the gun and shot 19-year-old Chris Vieira, 20-year-old Jason Backler, 22-year-old Jihad Chankauer, and 21-year-old Edwin Duncan, thus killing anyone who was a witness to his theft. In total, the men were shot at 15 times in the basement as they tried to run for their lives. 13 of which landed in their backs. Jihad Chankar, who was a stranger to Calvin Carnes, came from a Syrian family who had immigrated to the U.S. when Jihad was just four years old, in order to live the American dream. 
Instead, his life was ripped away in what is considered one of the cruelest crimes in modern Boston history. He then took Chris's keys and fled from the scene with his friend Robert Turner, and both attempted to hide the weapons and create alibis. But Calvin couldn't keep his lies straight, even revealing who the victims were before the families were even notified. And between that, physical and forensic evidence, and eyewitnesses who saw the men fleeing from the scene, both Calvin Carnes and Robert Turner were arrested on May 11, 2006. The friends and family of the men who died were in shock, not just because it was hard to believe that Calvin was capable of a massacre, but because he had even attended the funeral of one of the men he killed. Robert pleaded guilty to all of the charges and received 13 years for being an accessory, while Calvin maintained that he was smoking marijuana with friends in a Florida street apartment the night that his friends were gunned down. He relayed how remorseful and how heartbroken he was to hear the news to the jurors. In the end, after sending five notes to the judge claiming that they were deadlocked, a jury found Calvin Carnes guilty on June 20th, 2008, and he was given four consecutive life terms in state prison. Calvin later filed for retrial on the grounds the judge wrongfully dismissed one of the jurors who believed Calvin was innocent. That the dismissed juror was the sole holdout during the deliberations, but was dismissed by the judge after she failed to disclose her long-estranged husband's criminal record. And that during the trial, the jury's forewoman sent a letter to the judge stating that the holdout was being verbally abused by the other jurors and feared her health was being compromised. It was shortly after that that the undisclosed issue with her ex-husband was revealed. The juror said she did not feel ill and had no idea that the forewoman sent the note. That given all of this information, a retrial should be awarded. His request was denied. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on December 14th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.